When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand, thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band, check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm going to get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm going to kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of the world. Cause this old man is going to town. <laughs> then as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. <laughs> I'm going to open up a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness and forgive everybody ever done me any harm. Why well, I might even invite a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics, buy them a pint of and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Yeah, this old man is going to town. Get to heaven, I'm gonna take that wristwatch off my arm. What are you gonna do with time after you bought the farm? And then I'm gonna go find my mom and dad. And good old brother Doug, why well, I bet him and cousin Jackie are still cutting up a rug. I wanna see all my mama's sisters, cause that's where all the love starts. I miss them all like crazy. Bless her little hearts. And I always will remember these words my daddy said. He said, Buddy, when you're dead, you're a dead peckerhead. I hope to prove him wrong, that is, when I get to heaven. Cause I'm gonna have a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of work. Yeah, this old man is going to town. Yeah, this old man is going to town. recent album, The Tree of Forgiveness. Welcome to the Kudzu Radio Hour, the uh, the big return of the Kudzu Radio Hour, or as we call this one, 
the special apocalypse issue. Uh, it's, uh, uh, this, uh, it's not an issue, is it? Okay. okay. An episode. It's an episode. Yeah, last time I had an episode, they called the cops. Boom! Brought to you by the fine folks at Springer Mountain Farms. Fresh, organic chicken, responsibly raised on family farms, with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts, ever. Get more info or order online at springermountain.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, but it also tastes great. And I can attest to that because I'm a big fan of the boneless chicken breasts from um, Springer Mountain Farms. And I must say that Gus Airedale, the gentleman who owns the company, who is my friend, is a huge music fan, a huge Southern rock fan, a huge supporter of the Almond Brothers Museum, the Country Music Hall of Fame, and many other musical things. And everybody in music world loves him. I want you guys to put your hands together now and welcome live from Parts Unknown. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him. Billy Elon. Hello, Buff. How you doing this morning, man? Doing better, buddy. Thank you. Uh, it's been a rough patch, but things are uh, getting better. Um, for me, uh, health-wise, hopefully. Uh, did want to address the... We're going to address the coronavirus pandemic by saying that Billy and I both and everybody at Kudzu would like to wish, send best wishes, prayers, great thoughts and great vibes to families, friends, everyone that's been affected by the virus, to all of the medical workers who have worked tirelessly and to all of the um, store people who are stocking shelves or people who are doing the jobs that they have to do regardless of their own safety. And uh, we do hope and pray that this passes by quickly and that uh, this um, massive curve flattens out fast and that's pretty much it uh billy you want to add anything on that i was just going to point out uh you know some of the things we're going to cover in this episode uh john prime being one that uh man it's been a uh it's been a really tough four months for a new year i mean uh, uh, over and above the coronavirus thing and losing john prine and losing kenny rogers and uh, for people out there in Buff, I know you're one of these guys that read album covers. I don't know if y'all knew uh, Buddy Cage, the great pedal right. steel player. But he, he he passed away two months ago, and and uh, it's man, it's it's just been a rough year. And I just want to wish everybody the best and tell them hang in. You know, it's all we can do is get yeah. to the end. Yeah, yeah. I will add uh, one other guy that I I liked. Uh, 
uh, Country Music Hall of Fame star Joe Diffie, who uh, died of the uh, coronavirus as well. And uh, Honky Tonk Attitude was probably his biggest hit. And a friend of mine, Lee Bogan, was his lead guitar player and co-writer on that song. And um, so I'm sure Lee and his family are uh, still grieving. Uh, Joe was way too young to to leave, but what you gonna do? We just do the best we can. And like you said, we have to persevere. And from that point, we're going to get away from the serious topics. Well, not completely. <laughs> because we want to talk a little bit about a couple of the guys. Uh, John Prine, I just want to say on my end, I guess until he died, I felt like John Prine was going to be here forever. Um, it goes back, Billy, to high school. All the way back to 1972, I think, was the first time I got a Prine album. I think it might have been Bruised Orange. I'm not sure. But um, that's a long time ago. And uh, over the years, I counted up the other day the number of John Prine songs that I played as a singer-songwriter. 22 different John Prine songs. And um, I played uh, Please Don't Bury Me. And I played Oldest Baby in the World. And Dear Abby. And Illegal Smile. And all those great songs. And to me... John Prine was one of the, you know how people say great things about you after you're dead. Well, I said this before he died too, but one of the great songwriters of all time, equal to Bob Dylan, um, he, um, I don't know, he had a unique way of writing songs all the way up until, like I say, the last album, and the thing is, he had he had plans for another album. Um, right. He'd already written a bunch more songs, so he was going through a going through a, a kind of a renaissance there. And um, but anyway, uh, it 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 broke my heart, really did. But uh, do you have any uh, John Prine uh, memory? I mean, I saw. Let me. Oh, by the way, I wanted to say, saw him in concert probably twelve times. And every time, it just blew me away because it was just, um, I don't know. I just loved it. I loved it. I loved his stuff. And when he, one show he did with Iris DeMint, and he was doing um, some duets with her. And then one another show, he had uh, Margot Price from Cowboy Junkies wow. singing with him on If You Were the Woman and I Was the Man. And, yeah, uh, I, re I remember when he when he did a, that duet with her. It was wonderful. Uh, do you have any John memory? Well, yeah, and, and uh, I came to him later than you. I I was uh, I was playing the guitar and just kind of started to write. And a friend of mine said, "Hey, man, there's a guy you gotta uh, you gotta check out." And he's got this song called "Dear Abby." You'll like it. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, and I listened to it, and what I liked about it was uh, the thing that I wound up liking about Prince 
stuff all the way from that point in his career till till now. He uh, he can write humorous stuff that's not really comedy. It's it's it, it has a wryness in it that you know it, it'll make you chuckle, but it's not really funny song and. And that's, I think there's a trick to being able to do that and not just writing something that's going for a cheap laugh. And, and he could do that. And, you know, over the years, you were mentioning, uh, you know, the, the great hits that he wrote and he paradise and, and, uh, grandpa was a carpenter and, oh, yeah. and, um, you know, the songs like that. And my favorite album of his was, uh, I think it, came out in 93 or 94 uh the missing years that was produced by howie oh, epstein from, no. from you know what and that was really like in my opinion the first americana record it had elements of country rock and folk in it and you know and he had some of those riley humorous songs that he always that he always had on all his records but he had a couple straightforward things in there that were just uh, I mean, they would have been great rock songs if if he would have done them like in a rock style. And there's one in particular off that album that uh, that I always liked a lot. And it's a song he wrote called Unlonely. And it's, uh, yes. it, it, I mean, it, it really, uh, it, it, listen to that, the way Howie Epstein produced it. I, I could have easily heard that as a Tom Petty single, you know. <clears throat> Years ago on the uh, Kudzu Radio Hour, uh, back when that album first came out, I uh, I used uh, I played a couple of times uh, Jesus the Missing Years. Yeah, I, I just love that. That is so cool. Just so good. Well, like you said, that whole album is wonderful. Well, what was great about that album? It, those, those two songs we just mentioned, "Unlonely," was just different. A song was as different at, from uh, the missing years, Jesus Christ, the missing years, as as night is from day. Yeah, but it but it all but it all held together on that record. I mean, he, well, and it's like he, it's like that with all of his stuff. It's like you you talk, you know, more songs that popped to mind. What about Sam Stone about the Vietnam veteran? Right. You know, I mean, God, that's a serious song. Uh, Angel from Montgomery. Uh, Another really good one. Yeah, I mean, my God. Just so many. So many. It's just, uh, but anyway, John Prine. We are going to miss that guy. And another guy that I loved way back in the either 60s or 70s, uh, Kenny Rogers, uh, when he had the first edition and um had the tv show i remember that and then later on of course in the 80s it became a phenomenon and everything like that um kenny rogers um just one hit after another from lucille um he picked a fine time to leave me loose wheel Loose wheels. <laughs> yeah. That's what a lot of people thought it was. Yeah, like. it, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, coward of the county. Uh, you decorated my life, lady. And, uh, and on all, and, on. and all those, all those great. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before the show when we were talking about uh, what you know what we were going to discuss. Uh, the, all that great stuff after. Uh, 
after he had kind of phased through his rock and in his country career. And then he had a huge superstar career as an adult contemporary artist. And just, he was so perfectly suited for that, you know? And when I think of him, I don't think of him, I think of him like almost as two people. Everything, everything pre adult contemporary and everything post adult contemporary. But, but that later stuff, I mean, you know, he was in the he was in the same league as guys like Lionel Richie and and, and people like uh, Whitney Houston. I mean, it was he he wasn't just doing you know rock and roll or cowboy songs anymore. I mean, it was adult contemporary stuff, man, with the big orchestral arrangements and 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 God, he man, he was a master at that. I just uh, think about how huge that. Um hit was when he teamed up with Dolly and the Islands in the Stream. I mean, right. my gosh, off the Richter scale. Grab that guitar. Okay, <laughs> I, know, try this. I know you got one. Uh, yeah, I got one right here. Here, here we go, folks. Here right. we go. Okay, you started. Can you hear it? Yeah. You got Oh, wind. Oh. No wind. No wind. a legacy 81 years old that's a pretty good lifespan anybody that is unfamiliar with his early work with uh first edition i cannot recommend highly enough to look that stuff up it was true uh, they were using great songwriters he was playing bass doing lead vocals they were a good tight band and uh you know he did that great uh they did that Great version of that Mickey Newberry song. Uh, just stopped in to see what condition. Oh my gosh! Was yes. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the and uh, the Mac Davis song, "Something's Burning." Remember that one? Something's burning. I was trying to think of the. I was trying to think of Mickey's last name that played drums. Uh. Mickey, uh, Mickey, might be Jones. I'm not sure. Guy with a beard. Uh, right. He went on to he played in uh, as an actor. He was in uh, Home Improvement. Uh, I did an interview with him one time. What a guy! He was the first drummer when Bob, the first tour Bob Dylan went out electric. Mickey was his drummer, and he was telling me stories about. Now people were like throwing vegetables at Bob because they were, they didn't want him to quit being folk, you know. A, fo a folky, right. Uh, he, went on, he also played in, um, Billy Bob Thornton had him in Sling Blade as one of the band members in uh, in that movie. But uh, 
uh, anyway, he's, he's, he's great. Uh, and I think, I think about him and he had a lot of great Kenny Rogers stories about, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, the, uh, Kenny Rogers will miss you too. Okay. I wanted to mention that, uh, I'm working diligently to get out this weekend, a new issue of Kudzu magazine. There's an interview and a cover story on the, the great Southern band, the Outlaws, an interview with Henry Paul, who also had a great country band called Blackhawk that he did, uh, which is an excellent band. And now Henry and another one of the guys from Blackhawk is in the Outlaws. And uh, their new album, Dixie Highway, uh, is reviewed in this issue and there's a there's going to be a contest folks the outlaws contest sponsored by the outlaws and kudzu a grand prize winner is going to win a actual outlaws gold album award plaque good for any fan plus Ooh. uh plus a signed copy of vinyl of the new LP plus a t-shirt plus a ball cap all that for the lucky winner uh, you can see the rules in the new issue you have to answer five questions the answers is open book test and the answers are in the new issue all you gotta do is look them up I say that because Last 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 uh, time, we had a contest with Charlie Daniels, gave away a fiddle signed, and a bunch of other stuff, and I had uh, you know some somewhere up uh, over two thousand entries, and I was kept drawing trying to get the right answers, and there would be people that you know I would draw one out and it would be they would answer two of the questions. Or they would get the question and the answers wrong. It's right. sort of like reminding me of Saturday Night Live Jeopardy. You know, where, yeah, right. Yeah, right. With, uh, what, with, what's my middle name? <laughs> what's so, my so, middle name? Right. State your name. Yeah, state, state your name. Your name. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, right. Anyway, so anyway, the uh, it's going to be great. Uh, this issue also has um, an interview with a drummer named Roscoe Holcomb, who has been an official sideman touring with Blackberry Smoke uh, as his own band called The Grapes. It's a jam band. Uh, he's a killer drummer, a great guy. A very interesting interview with this guy. Uh, also in the archives, I pulled out an interview from maybe 10, 15 years ago that I did with Buddy Miles uh, for people that did, may, have, yeah. uh, <laughs> may have not got to read that. It was because uh, he had a lot of fun things to say. Um, and it was weird with Buddy Miles. Um, I'll never forget. The first time we were to do the interview, this was when I was doing interviews with a cassette recorder and a suction cup stuck to the phone 
for kids at home, we used to have telephones that, that you didn't put in your pocket, and they were like hooked to the wall, and you had to uh, put the earpiece up to your ear, but the suction cup would stick on the thing and record it, and it would record these interviews, and um, I called and uh, got Buddy, and he was soaking in in a bubble bath, drinking a martini and smoking a cigar during the interview. And uh, we talked and talked. It went on for like two hours. And then at, <laughs> at the end he goes, well, Michael, he said, I'm going to have to go. He said, my pecker's starting to shrivel up. Uh, in the, in the water. Now there's, a, there's an interesting sign off for an interview. It, is, it was, it was, he was in the water too long, you know. Shrinkage, shrinkage. He was getting pruny. It was like George Costanza. Shrinkage, shrinkage. Well, that interview did not record because one of the, you had to mash down two buttons. And inadvertently, one of the two buttons had popped back up. So the whole two-hour interview, gone. And so I, I get back in touch with Buddy, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. He goes, well, that's all right. Let's just do it again. So we did it again, and I'll be doggone if the uh, second interview didn't turn out better than the first. I don't see how that could possibly be given the sign off. Yeah. Well, we left out the shriveled pecker. But, um, you know. It's probably good. Probably a good career move. You know? I think I'll have to ask, add that to my list. I have this, I've always had this ongoing, and I'm going to reference that later on, this ongoing list of uh, unused rock band names. So I'm going to have to put. The shriveled pecker, as I think that's that a good would, one. That would be a good punk band. It would be, yeah. Be the, uh, uh, anyway, um, so anyway, that about that. Yeah. And time now for shameless self promotion. Shameless self promotion part brought to you by us. I wanted to say that uh, somewhere on my screen. <laughs> I have I see Billy Eli on there I feel like mm. romper room I see Billy oh uh, yeah the magic guy <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that always creep me out man. yeah yeah this, there's weird things that they do to children uh, yeah. yeah they really are Hey, yeah. man, so we're going into shameless self-promotion. I got something for you. Anybody out there, that, anybody out there that's interested in uh, in a kind of chronicle of indie country guys, indie country rock guys, southern rocker Americana, I recommend Buffalo's book, My Kind of Country. Uh, you know, that's the only. Uh, that's the only book I'm mentioned in that I've ever actually read. I've been mentioned in a couple other books yeah. and, and I, and I have copies of those books, but I hadn't read those books. Well, and not only that, but let's add to the fact that the cover 
is my guitar. And boots. And boots. And I the photo I... was taken by? My daughter. <laughs> and people have commented to me how much they love that picture. Well, it's I, not, I, I think it's because was... there's a six-pack. Yeah, oh no, isn't it a five pack? I already no, drank one it's of them. It's a five pack, you already got started. I had just opened that first one and you sent me a text and said, Hey man, take a take a picture that would make a good album cover. And I wrote back and I said, Are you making an album? No, I'm writing a book, but an album cover and a book cover is the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh uh this that book, My Kind of Country, has is uh basically uh a lot of interviews I did with, um, I guess you would say my kind of country people, uh, Bobby Bear, Jerry yeah. Reed, uh, who all? But you got Indies in there too. You got me in there. Don't you have Paul yeah. Thorne in? Paul Thorne? Yeah. Kara and, Clark. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, Kara. Kara's great. Yeah, yeah. She's cool. And um, also, um, uh, Shooter Jennings. Uh, let's see. Um, it goes on and on. Um, David Alenco. Yeah, uh, but I mean, and there you're back to talking about, you know, superstar guys, man. What I yeah, thought was well, great was was the way you managed to mix up the superstar guys with the indie guys. Well, I think and it's all the same to me. To me, <laughs> if it's good music, it's good music. Right. It doesn't matter. I, I don't, you know, it's like to me, I don't, I don't believe in separating <laughs> people into classes either. Right. You know, elite and blah, blah. All that. Yeah, we're you're all. The, you're either you doing know, it or you're not doing it. Fireside, Fireside Theater taught me years ago when they called their album, "We're all bozos on this bus." Yeah, and that's kind of right. kind of true. We're all this clowns. Uh, on the promotion thing, you talked about that, and that was great that you led him with that because I was going to talk about my available books. Um. Uh, my Mercer Press books, I've got folks for if you're interested, you can go to mupress.com or you can order them from Amazon or anywhere else. The latest one is The Road Goes On Forever, 50 Years of Allman Brothers Band Music with a foreword by the great Chuck Lavelle, who is also band leader of the Rolling Stones. Uh, also uh, available Capricorn Rising, Conversations in Southern Rock, uh, from Macon to Jacksonville, more conversations in Southern Rock. A band called Rebel Yell, an oral history of Southern Rock. And my biography, Prisoner of, you guessed it, Southern Rock. With I'm, noticing a theme. I'm, I'm noticing a theme. There's here. a theme. <laughs> with a forward by my buddy Billy Bob Thornton. Coming from Mercer Press in August my co-write with the great producer Paul Hornsby, his biography, uh, which he has called Fix It in the Mix. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's true. That's true. We did a session in making with him. Yeah. That's exactly right. My uh, Making It Back to Making album that I put out that's uh, still available, folks. Still available. Making it back to making. Billy Eli's on it. Uh, Tommy Talton, who uh, played with Cowboy and also with Greg Allman. Paul Hornsby played on it and produced it. 
blah, 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 blah. Um, and there you go. I have a book out, uh, uh, four books out on the Lulu Press. Lulu is a uh, self-publishing company. And it's print on demand. If you order the book, they print it and get it to you in a short time. And it always comes perfectly packaged, looking great. Uh, the web, the direct thing for anybody who wants to take time to write it down is lulu.com backslash spotlight backslash grits publishing. G-R-I-T-Z publishing. That's because that was back when I was doing grits. But grits. or you can get yeah, me too. And <laughs> also remember never mind. Uh, or you could just go to Lulu.com, look up Michael Buffalo Smith. That would be the easy way. The book is called The Buffalo Reader. And it is a collection of um I used to do a column called Southern Accents, kind of like a Louis Grizzard thing, and uh, right. for years for newspapers, and it was in about 20 different newspapers. So there's some of those. Then there's some blogs from the 21st century, as I call them, uh, the 21st century blogs, about everything you can think of, including uh, road trips, concerts, etc. cetera, uh, blah, 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 blah. There's things about pro wrestling. There's things about, oh, whatever crossed my mind, everything. Um, there's one thing in there. Um, so anyway, the Buffalo Reader. One thing that I thought might be fun. Well, first of all, yes, that's right. There's a, a thing where I, I listed some of the band names. For, for As it says in the little intro here, I've always had a fascination for band names. Over the years, I've uh, started many lists of potential band names found on street signs in polite conversation and on the backs of cereal boxes. What follows is a short list, part of my ongoing collection. Please note that a couple of these were actual bands. So in total fairness, uh, I have to say that because uh, I'm not sure. I think I know that one at least was, but here are some, some of the band names that you may want to call your band. Thurman Merman, which was a character in Sling, I mean, uh, Bad Santa. Seizure Salad. <laughs> Metal band. Yeah. Militia Etheridge. Militias. <laughs> Mo, no, Militia. Yeah, I got yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elvis and Andy. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see them live. <laughs> then we've got Fat Elvis or Skinny Elvis. Uh, man, this is still a call. <laughs> Heart of Pine. Fairies and Gnomes. Alaska hey. Mudslide. Okay. Here's a good one. Captain Kirk and the away team. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't believe somebody hadn't used that already. Yeah. Zardoz, which was a bad drive-in movie back in 72. Backmask Choir. Okay. This one here comes from a watching the Grammy Awards one year. Sly Stone came out to perform and he had shaved his head but nice. he had a big white mohawk. Right, yeah. And I call it was a strap-on mohawk. So the band is name is Strap-on Mohawk. Okay, from now, okay. Look, so here's here's what you're gonna name. You're gonna name these bands, and I'm gonna rate them from one to five on must see them live. Yeah. That's a five. You okay. have got to see. You have not lived until you see that band. Capo Mohawk. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I think they open with uh, "Thank you for letting me be myself again." Um, Infinity's end. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay to see them. Yeah, that's a pop group. High school dropouts. Yeah, I mean, I was in that band. <laughs> Trouble walking. Country band. <laughs> Aunt Esther's Bible. Oh, uh, maybe. Little Sanford's uh, reference there. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, really, that. That could be the name of a that could be the name of like an Appalachian, like a hillbilly band or Southern rock band. It could be. This one's kind of generic. Dreamscape. Yeah, that's a movie with Dennis Quaid. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's also a book. Um, Going Coconuts. Also a movie. <laughs> it was also the name of a Donnie and Marie special back in 1980. Oh yeah, you gotta like that. What you know? What I think maybe going bananas is the movie. Yeah, <laughs> bananas, coconuts, some kind of tropical fruit. And what about naming one after the famous um, child minister who became an actor, Marjo Goitner? I thought that'd be a good name for a band, well, but I changed it. I changed it. I call it Marjo Goitner. Oh, yeah. Goiter. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we're really, yeah, we're really on a roll here. <laughs> Baby Snakes. Uh, yeah, isn't that a Zappa tribute? Yeah, it probably should be if it's not. I, I, I think there's already a Zappa tribute being called Baby Snakes. Be. The M&M's. Uh... Um, Hey, I'm thinking about that now, man. It's, you know, simple to the point. Yeah. <laughs> Melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like I, another one I had was the Elemento Peas. Yeah. No, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> how about, uh, I can't even say this. Psychotrific. Landmine. Uh, psychotrophic landmine. Yeah. I like psychotrophic. Yeah. Well, landmine, not so sure. Maybe. Oh, now, these, these are all bands you plan to start in the near future, right? Yeah. I'm, but I've got full uh, ownership rights and copyright and 
uh, full managerial, yeah, everything. And you already and you already registered all those names I'm for the, 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 the website. I'm the Phil <laughs> yeah. Walden of Kudzu Magazine. Uh, they're right. all registered, and I'm going to manage them on 95% of all profits and merch. Right. <clears throat> Here's another one: the Nobodies. That, yeah, that's probably already a punk band somewhere. <laughs> uh, here's a here's one that I thought I was really proud of, and I oh, actually yeah. inserted this into a. Um, I've been writing a screenplay, that's sort of a Southern rock Spinal Tap, and there's a band in it called Nuckin' Futs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that no, that would be a Southern rock band. Yeah, the Nuckin' Futs. Yeah, <laughs> or, or they could present it as it's one guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. He is Nuckin' Futs. He's Nuckin' Futs. Yep. Don't vote. Don't go knocking Nuckin'. Hey, the merch would be great. You I mean you have unlimited merch possibilities right there? Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> that's like be that, that's like the liquor store in Beaver, Colorado. Yeah. Beaver liquor. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You can. Yeah, yeah they they make more money selling t-shirts than they do liquor. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a place. There was a place down in Savannah, a restaurant, an oyster bar. I ate at. Uh, that it was. I was trying to think of what it said. Um, oh, anyway, their merch slogan was uh, something about crabs. Oh yeah, but Joe, it was, Joe's Joe's crab chat used to peace love crabs. That was yeah yeah. This one this one like uh, I don't know I forget what it was now. But anyway, I'm getting all show off show time. your girl show your girlfriend you love her give give her crabs. give her crabs yeah. yeah yeah um so Diablo um, sandwich yeah that yeah that that's from smoking a bandit. The Oblo sandwich. The Bible sandwich. Give me that something quick. Hey yeah. man, since since we're just sitting here loafing, let me tell you about my new single. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me let me tell you let me tell you what happened. So But I'm in the middle of my list. Yeah, we're just gonna take a break and we're gonna go right back to it. I'm I'm Sh pitching this song to you for one of these bands. Oh, oh, oh good. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Well that makes sense. Yeah. So uh no so what had happened, as you as you know, and, and I'm not going to revisit the corona thing, but we're all in lockdown and nobody can go anywhere. And that, really? Yeah. So all my gigs, I had a bunch of dates in Texas, I had a bunch of gigs in California, all that's wiped out. The band, uh, I get a, I get in uh, all band text. We keep a running text going, a running thread going. It's all band members. And get one. Jim says, "My God, I'm bored." And uh, he said, "So here's what. Let's just." He said, "Billy, just take your acoustic guitar and just play and sing something. It, I don't even care what. And send it to me, and I'm gonna import it, and I'm gonna, you know, and, and I'm gonna turn it into a demo." And so we were kind of having a remote jam session, and I wrote this goofy little song called the. Uh, COVID-19 apocalypse rag. And it's just about running out of stuff. 
uh, important stuff like Pop Tarts and Velveeta. You know, toilet paper. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, uh, but you know the really important stuff like Pop Tarts and Velveeta. Yeah. <laughs> right, and uh, so I, I, I demoed this thing. Just I, I recorded it on my phone, just sent it to him, and. About four days later, I get this track back, and he says, uh, he says, here. And he got everybody in the band to add parts. They added vocals, they had steel tracks, dobro tracks, bass, drums, everything was in there. Oh. And, and I said, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to hold it up as our best work. It's not a, it's not a, stu it's not a studio album quality thing. Before a live sound or recording, it's really not that bad. And I, so I said, "Here's what uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna release this as a single." So we put it out, and uh, it's the it's been out about ten days. I think it's getting airplay in six different countries. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it's anybody that's interested, you don't you can find it on Spotify and all this stuff, but. You can also find it on YouTube, you know. It's like, well, how do you monetize it? Man, you don't make any money when you sell records anymore. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. Um, well, last time I saw you, uh, me and my band were working on a record that we'd been working on at that point about, we'd been working on it for about 18 months. And, uh, and it's finally done. And we were getting ready to release it in uh, August. Well, that's not going to happen uh, now because uh, we can't go anywhere to play behind it. So it's going to be another year. So we can't get together and do a real studio recording. So what we've decided to do is to just, you know, stay as involved as we can remotely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so... Yeah, that's my shameless self-promotion plug. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. It's good. It's good. Okay. The COVID-19 apocalypse rag. Y'all check it out. And it would be suitable for any of those band names that you were going through. Well, were yeah, doing. yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to speed this up because I got a few. I, would, I want to I want to get, get through all of them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed it up. Um, okay. Let me see. I might even skip a few. Let me see. <laughs> optimistic wardrobe that could just mean so many different things man. it sounds like a new wave band um kind of but i mean an optimistic wardrobe i mean that could be a suit of armor or it could be uh taking a set of daisy dukes yeah double <laughs> dog dare yeah, that's from your childhood. It is. <laughs> uh, apathetic cyclone. Yeah. I, I don't even know what that means. I like knocking fucks better. Yeah. How about elusive objectivity? Oh, no. That's a, that might be a name for an album. Uh, right. Yeah, that's what y'all do. Y'all sort these into band names and titles uh, too of late. albums. Too late. They're all in the book already, so. People can do what they want to with it. How about high school meth lab? Like that. I was like that band in Austin that called themselves REO Speed Dealer. 
Ah, excuse me. Oh, let me see here. Okay. Well, here's one I put in the list, but I actually named a band this back when I was starting out, and uh, I just took it from the side of the road. Uh, No Return Access. Yeah, you were just trying to stay awake while you was driving, wasn't you? Exactly. No, that sign freaked me out because I thought, does that mean that if I go off that exit, I can never come back? Yeah, that's what it means. That's like if you're driving to Atlanta and you see a big sign that says Atlanta left, turn around and go home. Well, if Lana left, then that's good because it's a mess anyway. The uh, if you got to drive through it, you can tell they invented NASCAR down there. Yeah, it reminded me that that, that no return says all these road trips my parents and I used to, we used to take to California every summer, not every summer. We went about eight times, but I learned a lot. And one thing that I learned was about those ramps that they had off of the highway in the mountains. Where it, oh, them runaway, them runaway, yeah. Ramps. So yeah. If the truck gets going, uh, 18 wheeler gets going too fast, you go woohoo and take that thing to keep from like running off the side of the cliff, right? Right, <laughs> it's, it's right, it goes up a hill and it's like a pit with like four feet of sand in it. So, it, yeah. yeah, that just that was freaky, uh, freaky, freaked me out. But you know, a lot of things freaked me out as a kid, uh. We won't go into that. That's something for my psychologist. Yeah. 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 Says from my therapist. I'm saving that from a therapist. Yeah. Um, uh, to, to go through, um, this was the actual band name, but I just thought it was always cool. Melvin Q. Watch Pocket. That was the actual 60s band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carl Childers Children's Choir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mayberry High School Band. Okay, keep going. Uh, uh, standard deviation. Okay, I just, yeah. Uh, the standard deviations. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, let me guess. That's a band, of, that's a punk band of math geeks, right? It is. Uh... <laughs> There be dragons here. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't pay to see them. Satanic uh, sugar high. Yeah, I might would pay. I'd pay. I'd pay two dollars to see that. Tentatively Tuesday. Nah, I wouldn't pay to see that. A band called Music Will Be the Death of Me. Eh, I wouldn't pay to see that. I'm pretty sure it'd be the death of the audience too. <laughs> Fudge puppets. You know what? I would pay $2 to see that band just to see what they look like. Now, here's what I, I thought was pretty good. Throttle back, bitch. Yeah, and I'm the what? That's, we're thinking that's like one of them Roadhouse Blues bands, right? Yeah, we're thinking, back, we're thinking, we're thinking b- biker guys, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's worth three bucks. Zach on a zip line. That isn't worth anything. <laughs> well, it was to his mother. She was telling me about watching him on the zipline. Um, 
Let's see. I wouldn't pay to watch him on the zip line. I mean, you know, I might would watch him on the zip line if it was free. I wouldn't pay anything to see that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm rating these by how much cover charge I would pay to see them yeah. based on their name. Amphibious rodent. And that's that's a dollar. I'd pay a dollar. Okay. Psychotic flypaper. That's worth three dollars. <laughs> Truck stop lobster. Nah, that's a dollar. Okay, the animated question mark. That's a two dollar bin. Here's a wonderful thought. Oxy rot. That's a two dollar bin. That's, that's a, a punk. That's a, that's a that's a college town punk man. It is. Yeah, I'd pay two dollars for that. Uh that's pretty much it. Uh, there's a, just so you'll know, there's another thing that I collected over the years that is also in the book. It's, uh, church signs throughout the South, especially, you know, they have those signs <laughs> out from the churches where they put, you know, where they stick the letters up there uh -huh. and, and, and leave messages and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I started collecting them and I collected them for 10 years. My kids and I, and my wife, my former wife, God rest her soul, we would uh, we would uh, ride around, and they would go, Michael, there's a church sign. We better write it down. You know, it because I mean it's just some of them. I'm not going to comment on the you know the religious aspect of it. That's up to whoever, whatever. But, I mean, you know, and I'm not going to do a bunch of them, but I just want to say things that were kind of funny, like give the devil an inch and he'll become your ruler. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of pretty funny. Um, uh, body piercing saved my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The devil's not afraid of a Bible with dust on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I was in Texas one time and we were in the middle of a colossal heat wave and uh, the very signs that you're you're talking about I drove past one that says the Bible tells of a place hotter than Texas <laughs> here's one silly rabbit Easter is for Jesus okay um, eternity smoking or non-smoking <laughs> That was kind of funny. Uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, some of them are funny. I mean, it's like, like I said, uh, I have to say, man, the way that they, the way that they just present signage in general in the South is, is funny. Just south of the Peachoid, just, just north of you up there in Gaffney. Yeah, the Peach. Where the Peachoid is, there used to be two big signs. I thought it was great, man. One of the first one said, "Jesus saves," and the next, and the next said, "Live nude girls." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we because we played we, I played at that bar that had the live nude girl. Live nude girl, yeah, you and, played uh, that venue. Yeah, yeah, I, man, I we played, played there. We played there several times, and um, <clears throat> they actually had a um, place out back where you could go with said nude girls right. if you had mm -hmm. enough money. So uh, anyway, okay, that is, we like to call that we like to call that a VIP room. The VIP room. <laughs> Here's one, uh, bring your spiritual marshmallows. Our pastor is on fire. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, church parking only. Visit violators will be baptized. That's kind of, man, that's actually kind of, that sounds a little bit threatening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, you know, wow. Be an organ to you're, you're not, you're not a regular member of our church. We're going to drag you out of your car and baptize you. Be an organ donor. Give your heart to Jesus. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, get off of Facebook and get into my book. Okay. All right. Man, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah okay. Anyway, that about it. The um, let me see if I can find this other little thing. I'm trying to sell copies of, folks, the Buffalo Reader, which is available. Yeah, I forgot that's how this got started. <laughs> uh, the late Pat Conroy, the great author Pat Conroy. Yeah. Uh, did a blurb for me for this book. When I was putting it together, it says. Michael Buffalo Smith is a true son of the South. Well, he did say of the South. He did. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hey, you, you spelled that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Buffalo Smith is a true son of the South, and he weaves that Carolina pride into all of his stories, whether they are about, whether they are about being invited to sit in with the Charlie Daniels man or hang out backstage with the Almond Brothers or on the movie set with Billy Bob Thornton. Smith's style draws you into his world and it is a fun place to visit. That from the great Pat Conroy, author of The Great Santini and the Prince of Tides. Yeah. And also uh, Joe Bob Briggs, the world famous uh, drive-in movie critic of Grapevine, Texas columnist, yeah. author, television personality. Talking about my column, Southern Accent, says, you've learned the number one rule of my uh, writing, a syndicated column, Michael. Keep them suckers short. Great job. Uh, and, uh, and keeping it short is what you would think that I would be good at, but Apparently not, because I just keep talking. Uh, well, and that's because I'm looking for the only, the original um, the original Southern accents uh, when it started way back a thousand years ago, um, 1986. The very first one I ever wrote. This is really short. And I'm gonna read it. Okay, it's really short. And it may be fun, and it may be slightly entertaining. And then we'll then we'll get on to other stuff. Uh, but anyway, the title of it was "A Southern Accents," like I said, and it's called uh, "Don't Cry on My Shoulder, Baby, If You Don't Want a Waterfall Coming Down on Your Head One Day." <laughs> Which was the okay. title of which is an actual song written by Randy Edelman. Uh, 
So anyway, it says, I love music, especially the lyrics. But even more than the words and music, I love the titles. Now, in the field of pop rock music, creative song, rattle, uh, song titles are somehow few and far between. If you're looking for some really nifty titles, need to look any further than the country music charts. Yes, friends, country music, America's own. Now, mind you, pop music has had its moments, as with the song title I borrowed for this issue's column. It's the title of an early 70s song by Randy Edelman. Never heard of him? If only he'd gone country. Actually, Edelman became one of Hollywood's finest film music composers. Country music gave us the immortal song, She ain't much to look at, but she looks good through the bottom of a glass. Good one, man. <laughs> and who could ever forget the haunting strains of, You're so cold, I'm turning blue. <laughs> Tender love yeah. songs come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. Among the most memorable my wife just ran off with my best friend, and I miss him. <laughs> just him, yeah. Yeah. It took... <laughs> it's like, yeah, there, there, there was a song that used to play on a Houston radio station when I was a teenager. It's called, Your Wife's Cheating on Us Again. <laughs> it took a hell of a man to take my Ann, but it sure didn't take him long. These are real songs, folk, I, folks, I can never make these up. How about the tender, Don't cry on my back, baby, you might rust my... Don't cry down my back, baby, you might rust my spurs. Oh, yeah. Country songs are honest. If you want to keep the beer cold, put it next to my ex-wife's heart. Yeah. <laughs> They often contain very important philosophical questions. I don't know whether to kill myself or go bowling. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'd heard that one. And, uh, you know, and then all them classic country gospel tunes like uh, Drop Kick Me Jesus through the goalpost. Uh, Kiki Freeman, yeah. And uh, uh, was uh, Mama Get the Hammer, There's a Fly on Daddy's Head? Yeah. <laughs> Of course, there's always the perfect country song written by Steve Goodman and enhanced by David Coe, which contains every element uh, of every hit country song, including Mama, Trains, Drinking in Prison. Among yeah. my personal favorite country song titles are I'm Going to Hire a Wino to Decorate My Home. That's actually a really good song. That's, yeah, David, a, that's David Frizzell. Yeah, that's a that, great song. It was a good one. It's one of the first, when I was learning to play guitar and sing, that's the first one of the first songs that I learned. And my all-time favorite, you can lock me up in jail and throw away the key, but you can't keep my face from breaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love, it's commode hugging time in the valley. You can bet no, you, well, but well, it, hang, hang, hang on, man, wait, I'm, wait, I'm thinking about it. It's commode hugging time in the you know, there's something kind of poetic about that. Man. There is, there is. All that from the Buffalo Reader. Now, 
the shameless self-promotion part is all over with. Um, we are actually getting short on time now. Uh, kind of getting into the, shall we say, toward the, uh, we have just had a, a full, solid hour of talking, not including Ooh. the music, which is cool, but that's, um, do you have anything else you'd like to throw out? Uh, well, here's, yeah, uh, I'd like you to tell me again when, uh, when the next Kudzu Magazine's coming out. Well, it's funny you would ask that, Billy Eli, because the next Kudzu Magazine is going to be out this weekend. Let's see, this is, I have to look at my computer to see what day it is. Friday, this yeah. is Friday. It'll be yeah, out, it, it'll be out. It's meaning. Be out by Sunday for sure. Okay. Um, and I'll be hitting it up, uh, you know. But also, I've got to uh, get this radio podcast out. And um, actually, haven't chosen uh, yet which platform to put it Anchor. in. Anchor. Have you used them? No, I don't know what that is. Anchor's a platform that hosts podcasts, and they get it to all the places people look for podcasts. Well, Anchor's away. Yeah. Pardon me, folks. Right. I'm, I'm just writing this down. And the price is right. It's free. <laughs> That's my favorite price. Yeah, mine too. Was it? You can get your price or you can get your terms. You can't have both. Can't have both. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so, I tell you, this is uh, it's been more fun than the barrel monkeys in heat. Um, on speed, barrel monkeys in heat on speed. And we'll, we're going to try and do this again uh, sooner rather we, than later. I think we should. I mean, we got we got a more captive than usual audience at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I know. What the heck else have we got to do? <clears throat> but it's what I, yeah, it's not, you know, like I had said earlier, I had I had a bunch of gigs booked. Well, that's done. <laughs> well, uh, folks, if you want to know, you know, all you got to do is check out my Facebook page, Billy's Facebook page, stuff like that. Uh, there's also a uh, Facebook page for Kudzu Magazine and Radio Hour where I'll be posting that just like I post uh, magazine updates. So you get it, you know, just keep on Facebook and you'll find out for sure. Um, going to be closed now. just want to say as a buildup uh, that this uh, song that we're going to play at the end here as we, after we leave, or as we leave, is The Outlaws. And uh, it's on the new album. It's the title track of the new album, Dixie Highway. And like I told Henry Paul, what I love the most about it is that there aren't that many people who remember and and still would pay tribute to their fallen brothers. Charlie Daniels does it. Henry Paul does it. Henry Paul, on this song, he talks about in a very eloquent, what rocking way, he talks about the Caldwell brothers from Marshall Tucker, 
he talks about you know Ronnie Van Zant and all those also the more recent people like Taz and Tommy Crane from Charlie Daniels band and also the guys from the outlaws that have passed away and you know just uh, um, you know saying southern rock will never die you know these guys right. have gone on but you know the music is still there blah 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 so anyway I think it's a rocking good and actually I told him and I mean it it's one of the best Outlaws albums and you know they're not paying me any money to say this I'm saying it because right. I love it because it's a good album right yeah I love it I play the thing and I always call Henry Paul the songwriter of the tear because this guy's voice, it always sounds like he's got a tear in his voice. Mm -hmm. It's a very unique sound. It's also the same, you know, he was also the, uh, and is the lead singer of the country band Blackhawk. And so on those songs, uh, you folks familiar with Black, familiar with Blackhawk, uh, you know too as well. So had a very illustrious career. So read the new kudzu, listen to us, and uh, stay home, practice social distancing, and hopefully this will all um, be a distant memory soon, and I'm not talking about the podcast. <laughs> or, or us personally. <laughs> okay, man. I'm I'm ringing off. All right, thank you, Billy Eli. We will see you soon, folks. All right, man, y'all. Yeah, yeah, boy. The only way this could be any better. Well, there's a lot of ways this could be a lot better, but <laughs> you know, one of the more beer. No, nah, man. If I was just, it could be better. I could be in Spartanburg. <laughs> well, it's it's well, been a long time since I've been in Spartanburg. Well, there's you know, there's nobody on the roads and there's nothing open, so. Right, so I might as well be here because it's the same as Sparkle City at the moment. Yeah, it's it's like a ghost town. All right, well, I'll talk to y'all next time. We'll come back, sis. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Fresh horses and we're ready to ride There'll be another showdown around sunset And we'll be coming back dead or alive There's a chain smoker, a bright shotgun An all-night game of cards in the back Yeah, the loser's getting riled And the game's getting wild As the deuces and the one-eyed jacks Steve and Ronnie Whoa.
Never 